You're listening to The Modern Love Project. We are your hosts, Carly and Simon. Here at The Modern Love Project, we candidly discuss... Romantic relationships. Friendship. Family. Sexuality. Modern parenting. Topical social issues. Let's do this. Simon Shimmy. <laughs> Here at The Modern Love Project, we just want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which we are doing this podcast. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. Welcome! Welcome <laughs> to episode 8, Poison Paradise. Yeah, is that episode 8? It's episode 8. Oh wow, I thought it was 7. I've got 7 on my notes. What am I Can doing? you even believe it? It's, oh, no. This is where we're at. Yeah. Crazy, huh? What a time. So, what are we talking about this week? Well, before we talk about this week, let's jump back into last episode, which was Sexpectations. We put a poll up. We did. To ask about the biggest roadblocks to sex. And the percentages came back out of the four options. Kids was 43%. Those little cock blockers. Work was 29%. And tiredness was 29%. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Um, do you think the tiredness would be intertwined with having kids and work as well? Like, say you are working a lot of hours in the week, you just don't have the energy. Yeah. So yeah. it's all kind of, I feel, possibly entwined. Yeah. And also, apparently we have a lot of listeners who have children. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is great. Like, I didn't realise until this poll. Yeah. I'm not surprised at all. Kids, um... Yeah, I think contribute to the tiredness as well. Yeah. And, yeah, we talked around, like, co-sleeping in that last week. So not surprised there. I think it's good to identify, though, because then you can work around, Mm -hmm. you know, date nights and that's tiring. Yeah, it gets you thinking about, okay, this is what the roadblock is. Now we know how to fix it. Yeah. Um, We got a really cool comment from one of our, I'm going to say it, from one of our most loyal listeners. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know who you are. And the information that this person, did we call her Phoebe? We called her Phoebe last week, yeah. Let's continue with her as Phoebe Buffet. So Phoebe let us know that um, the effects of different things on your dopamine level and then your level of dopamine in your body is connected to your sex drive Mm -hmm. and impact. So I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So things like caffeine, cigarettes. Yeah. But what was one thing that she shared with us about cold water increases, immersing yourself in cold water daily increases your dopamine. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. And explains why in summer I'm just that little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more antsy, <laughs> a little bit more antsy from yeah. other, I guess swimming. I think like <laughs> yeah, what sh- what I'm getting from what Phoebe has said is that I guess when you're feeling low or depressed or just having a really down period, you're obviously low in dopamine. Therefore, your sex drive is going to be impacted, impacted yeah. as well. And thank you to Phoebe for sharing a few different ways to increase the dopamine, which includes um, dipping yourself in some cold water and going swimming, which can increase your dopamine levels. Yeah. So good feedback. Lock it in. Ooh, should we do peak and pear of your week? Yeah. So um, peak, I I won a free trip to Canberra for work. How cool is that? You won it. You 
Deserved well, slash earned slash okay, yeah, so, discrediting myself. All right. So I put in like <laughs> an application to um, be selected to win a free trip to Canberra for work. And I got selected, which is awesome. So I've gone a couple of weeks time. That's so exciting. really excited. Yay. Um, Look at Canberra. Yeah. Here I come. Pit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, work is a bit stressful at the moment. It's just a busy time of the year. COVID is impacting absolutely every avenue there is mm-hmm. in the world. Um, schools, no exception. And so yeah. I think it's just a lot. A lot at the moment. Mm-hmm. But something to look forward to in a couple of weeks' time, that Canberra trip. Yay. I'm How so about the pit of my week, which I talked about last week, was my bestie left. And because of just a shitstorm of circumstance around her flights and visas, I didn't get to say goodbye to her. Mm. So um not going to see her for a few months at least. So I was really sad about that. And what was good about my week? Oh, highlight of my week was Sean and I put a mirror into our bedroom. <laughs> yes, yes. Being very well received. <laughs> oh, I bet. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. I love it. Happy, happy, good times. <laughs> See, but I think that's like going on from um, last week's topic of mm-hmm. expectations. Mm-hmm. You've obviously identified a need. Had Actually, a conversation. The need was. <laughs> the need was not sex related. I was like, we do not have a full length mirror in my house. And I went to work one day and I was like, what the fuck am I wearing? Yeah. Like it just didn't match because I had couldn't see myself. <laughs> oh, is that that three legged dog? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, a three legged dog just walked past. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the benefit of having a mirror. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing at Carly getting distracted by the three-legged dog that just walked past. Because MLPHQ, there's a window that looks out into the street and a three-legged three-legged dog just walked past and I missed it. It was very, very cute. It was so cute. Um, yeah, so the mirror was very well received because I can coordinate my shoe to my pants choice better. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, it's a full length mirror in the bedroom. Yeah. That's all I would say about that. Mm-hmm. So got the uh added benefit of it, eh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. This week. Let's do it. All right. Poison let's get paradise. serious. Navigating toxic relationships. Yeah. So trigger warning. This is obviously a heavy episode. Um, and we're going to be discussing some themes around abusive relationships and behaviours. So your listener discretion is advised. If you are in an unsafe situation, please connect with the appropriate, appropriate healthcare providers, such as Lifeline. Reach out and 1-800-RESPECT. Um, so please look after yourself, your mental health. If this episode is going to be too much for you. Mm-hmm. You know, all good. Put yeah. the phone down, turn it off, do what you need to do to protect yourself. Yes. I think it's a very important topic to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was looking into this, it was a bit shocking to me because there was a lot we were just talking about before. There's a lot of themes and behaviors that come up that I was like, oh, I'm guilty of doing a little bit of this. And mm-hmm. I'm also have been over the course of my lifetime, definitely been on the receiving end. Yeah. So I think it's great to identify and share this. Um, list of I guess red flags and concerning behaviors Mm -hmm. and I think 
from my perspective as well, when I'm looking at my friends and my family, there are definitely some situations out there or couples where as an outsider observing, I can see that some of the behaviors that I witness are not okay. Yeah. Um, so then how do you navigate those conversations yeah. with that person? Yes. Um, yeah. I love that you bring that up because for me, there are, I guess, the three different kinds. There's where if you are a toxic person yourself mm-hmm. or, um, I guess, exhibiting toxic behaviours, if you are in a relationship or friendship with someone that is toxic or if you are witnessing toxic behaviours in another relationship. Yeah. And yeah. They're all really difficult. They are very difficult to navigate. Um, yeah, so we just wanted to shed some light on these three themes. Yeah. And share some personal experiences. Mm-hmm. I really dive deep into some research about how to identify a toxic person. Yeah. Um, and how to keep yourself safe and yeah. how to help others as well that might be in that situation. So let's look at the definition. HealthScope defines a toxic relationship as one characterised by behaviours that are emotionally and or physically damaging, including insecurity, self-centeredness, manipulation, dominance and control. They often lack respect, love and affection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and as we just noted, friendships and romantic relationships can both be toxic. We're not speaking to specifically intimate relationships yeah yeah that's right um i find it interesting that part of that definition is that the person who is toxic often lacks respect love and affection Mm -hmm. in my experience in a toxic relationship being on the receiving end love and affection has always been at the forefront of that relationship it's all there was definitely love there was definitely affection it's just that never made up for all the other shit that yeah that was wrong yeah that relationship and i think that's one of probably the hardest things in my personal experience as well when you look at i suppose i've i've been in a situation where people have been like why have you not left this person mm. and it's really hard because there's that counterbalance of good behaviour and love mm-hmm. and affection mm-hmm. and that you sort of go, oh, but, you know, they're, they're doing all these beautiful, wonderful things. Mm-hmm. So but he you, shows he loves me in this yeah, way, in that way. And, yeah. But what about the ways that actually matter? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you want to share an example or would you like me to go first? Uh, you can go first because okay. I know you've got one ready to go uh-huh. and I'll go after. <laughs> okay, so... um. I think we're both very passionate about this um, topic Mm -hmm. because we've had a lot of lived experience in it over the years. I think everyone has in some aspect as well. Well, I would hope that a lot of people go out there and don't have these experiences. But when I was reading through the list of all the behaviours, I was like, oh, these are very common things that I see all the time. Um, I have had both toxic friend and romantic relationships. Yeah. And the behaviours are very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder what that says about me as well as a person because, oh, this just occurred to me. What, that you're attracting toxic people? Well, yes, well, not anymore. Oh, okay, But All right. both these people were, were in my life at the same time. Oh, interesting. <sighs> yeah, right, wow. okay. We can unpack <laughs> that together. Them, neither of them liked each other. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can unpack that together maybe off air. Oh, yes, <laughs> wow. Okay, so I had a 
Let me talk about the friendship in this example. So I had a female friendship and I would describe this as it was a very um, controlling, coercive Mm -hmm. relationship. There was lots of manipulation. Mm -hmm. Um, There was lots of passive aggressive behavior um, and gaslighting and it was balanced by the things we're just talking about. The there was that nuance of it having really good themes and then really bad themes. There were definitely red flags that I overlooked. This friendship lasted a few years and that was actually a family intervention that made me decide to end the friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a friendship breakup, which we spoke which about. We already, yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. And I've just realised the romantic relationship and the friendship both ended around the same time. Okay. (laughs) Um, I wanted to talk about gaslighting. Yes. Um, So the definition that I found of gaslighting is that it's a psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time, and it causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perception of reality, and memories. It typically leads the victim to confusion, loss of confidence and self-esteem, uncertainty of their emotional and mental stability and dependency on the perpetrator. A classic example of this, both from the research and also lived experience, is someone telling you approaching that person with a specific problem or issue and that person being like, I don't remember that. I don't remember it happening that way or I don't remember um, saying that or I don't remember doing that. Yeah, or you you misunderstood. Or you misunderstood and then it makes you question your own reality. Mm Mm-hmm. And it completely, like, it completely throws you off course. Like, yeah. it just... Especially if you're an empathetic person. Yeah, yeah. It just spins, yeah, it spins you into, yeah, yeah, crazy mode because it's, like, it's making you question... Did this your, actually happen? Did, yeah, like, your own sanity. Yes. Yeah. So I wanted to be really clear with gaslighting because I think it is very co- a common theme and this was probably the number one thing that happened to me in this friendship was there would be events or things that would happen and then there would be the gaslighting that went along with it. So Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm a very passive person and if I I definitely said things to this person when things happened, but there was that gaslighting of experience. And I think that's why my family ended up getting involved because they were like, there are some serious things going on here Mm -hmm. and you are... Um, getting talked out of seeing how serious they are. Yeah. Just trying to think of an example. I think the biggest red flag for me and my family, which was towards the end of the friendship, was I had shared a story with somebody about a personal experience that I had Mm -hmm. and then somebody else overheard the friend retelling this story as their own experience. Right. That's weird. Like Yeah, like, so there was a lot weird. of things yeah that happened that were not okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like um, that's yeah, that that's bizarre. Yeah, it was very, very strange and a lot of um the commentary my were from my family was um there's a lot of manipulation going on, there's a lot of themes of um imitation going on Mm -hmm. this person likes to have control over your romantic relationships and your other friendships they have very they've immersed yourself in your life 
on lots of levels. It doesn't yeah. doesn't look healthy. Yeah. And they would often say it's like this person wants to be in a romantic relationship with you. It had that kind of like mm-hmm. control. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that my family all spoke to me about it, and I think that was the thing that made me go, okay, like this is serious. And then I had the friendship breakup. Yeah. So yeah, that was my friendship experience. Of, uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Which, and I love that we're talking about not just romantic relationships, but friendships as well, because yeah. they definitely exist. Like you've just given an example to. Um, and so I think I was blindsided because it was a friendship. A friendship yeah, because well. you don't think about toxic no, relationship actually being a friendship as well. Yeah. So how do we recognize toxic relationships and what are the red flags? Mm-hmm. We had a listener question come through as well. We're going to call this listener Monica Geller. Yes. <laughs> Going through, continuing with the friends theme. And she wants to know how would you define emotional abuse? And we thought that this was a great place to answer this question because a lot of the red flags are exactly how I would define emotional abuse. Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right. So with that in mind, uh, some of the red flags to look out for is persistent unhappiness. So feelings of sadness, anger, anxiety, or resignation. Yeah. Um, Lack of respect and constant conflict with your partner. Mm -hmm. Competitiveness and jealousy. Financial and social control could also mean physical control. Yeah. So... You know, someone who has physical control over your body, what you do with your body, how you dress, what you look like, what um, medications you're taking, contraception, that kind of stuff. Can I just dig into that a little bit as well? Because this is something that I certainly have witnessed. So financial Mm. control is an interesting one. It might be um, actually physically controlling the money and where the money goes, or it might be saying, oh, you could never afford to do that or you could never afford to live on your own or you're not good with money. Mm -hmm. Um, And social control looks like controlling who you have friendships with, controlling your activities. How often you see these friends. Yeah, it also Mm -hmm. looks like controlling your um, socials. Yeah, your um, social media, yeah. What... What you can post, what you can like. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the what the right word because I have witnessed this before. Um, what you like to consume as a person in terms of like art or like reading or mm-hmm. um, I'm trying not to be too specific, but I have witnessed people be like, "Oh no, you're not allowed to watch that, listen to that, see that." Yeah, uh, we also have uh, your concerns are minimized. Or dismissed. Yeah, so if, to yeah, yeah, for sure. So if you're going to your partner or your friend with mm-hmm. an issue or a problem and you're not being heard or your, I guess, complaint is being overlooked or steamrolled. Yeah. I wanted to, oh, we've got a couple more. Yeah. Um, so you're sacrificing your needs to keep the other person mm-hmm. happy. Yeah. Which is a big one. Yeah. It's kind of changing who you are your self-identity to not just make the other person happy but also to keep the peace yeah I think this actually might be a good place for me to say what I was going to say Mm -hmm. so with all these red flags for me when I was reading them I was like oh there's lots of stuff that I see quite regularly or there might be little things that I do I think the first word was persistent 
we all, and I don't want to minimise things or say behaviours are acceptable because mm-hmm. some behaviours absolutely are not acceptable, but we need to, I guess, leave a little bit of space for we have bad days, we make mistakes, and sometimes we receive or give bad behaviours. So yeah. um, when you were saying sacrificing your needs to keep the other happy, if that's an ongoing lengthy thing, that is absolutely not okay. Mm-hmm. If you are maybe as a one-time thing doing something to support your partner that you've discussed and is within your boundaries and it's more of a flex, I yeah. think that's okay. That looks different. Yeah. So I just wanted to be clear with the Doing list. it out of support yeah. is, looks different to doing it out of a personal sacrifice. Yeah. That could be potentially damaging to you and your mental health or physical health. Yeah. So I think the example I used with you before when we were talking is I'm having a conversation with my son at the moment around bullying um, because he will often come to me and say, this person is bullying me. And then when we dig into it, I was saying, no, that's actually not bullying behavior. That's just an isolated incident of mm-hmm. bad behavior. Yeah. So when we're applying this to toxic relationships, I think there is an element of repetitiveness. Or yeah. ongoingness. Yeah. Um, again, being clear, bad behavior is not okay. It yeah. still needs to be addressed, but sure. there is an element of longevity yeah. and repeatedness to this. Yes. Yeah. I guess if it is an isolated incident, there needs to be awareness, there needs to be um, some self reflection, some mm-hmm. understanding. Yeah. And obviously an apology, yeah. but never should be an apology for the same thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. apologize once. Yeah. Like, there is room, I guess, with certain situations. Yes. Yeah. For mistakes to be yeah. learned over a certain amount of time and that's okay but with certain things I guess with like when it comes to like physical abuse emotional abuse that mm-hmm. kind of stuff well to be honest once is enough and you're out yeah. but depending on the circumstance and the situation there's no room for a no. second time no absolutely there's not. just a mild <laughs> really hard distinction between a toxic behavior and a toxic relationship yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you got what I'm saying. Um, the last on the list was physical symptoms, anxiety, depression, weight loss, appetite chains, and inflammation. Although I think physically people have different things showing up in their body. Mm-hmm. So I would just say if you're feeling not yourself physically in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. then that's probably a really good indication that some of these other behaviors are affecting you. Yeah. From my own personal experience of being in a toxic relationship, Whenever I was with this specific person and we're having a fight or an argument, um, the next day I was super unwell, like physically, like I was drained, like I was either, you know, had diarrhea or I was constipated, like I just had a physical um, reaction to what happened the night before. And that's because when you're in that fight or flight mode, Mm -hmm. Yeah, your body is obviously going through some physical changes yeah. with the hormones and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so the next day I was I was out for the count. Mm. So that's really interesting. I always lose my appetite, which anyone that knows me loves knows I love to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then generally when I have been in these types of situations in the past, I lose my appetite. Yeah, you're right. So it hits people differently. Yeah. Um, and I think when it comes to physical symptoms as well, and going back to what I was saying about the file flight mode, there was definitely a long period of time when I was with that particular person where I was constantly in a file flight mode when I was around them. And so whether we were arguing or not, I felt like I was always on edge. Yeah. Always ready to, on eggshells. Always ready to yeah. 
you know, having to step up and argue or um, leave or back down. Like it was, it was to the point where when I would hear like the person come home and a garage door open and I would have that sinking feeling in my stomach yeah. because I just knew that, you know, something could potentially happen right yeah. now. And so there was definitely a long period of time where I was in a constant fire flight mode. So I was physically unwell for a long time. I had like lost a bit of weight and I'm already quite a lean person as it is. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's one aspect to that's, look out for that. It's not just yeah. emotional or mental symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, look out for the physical symptoms as well. Yeah, being, definitely. That's so interesting because as you were describing that fire mm. flashback to my own um, real toxic intimate relationship mm-hmm. and it was exactly the same feeling and I wonder if you had this as well. I used to preempt how the day or night would go mm-hmm. and how to, I'm trying to keep this as anonymous as I can. So um, it was in my very early 20s, late teens there was a lot of going out and partying. Mm-hmm. So I would play out the night of like what are the possible things that are going to come up tonight that are going to cause arguments? How yeah. am I going to navigate it? How, what does that look like? So mm-hmm. I would be pre-planning yeah. these things that I knew were going to come up around jealousy, around other people. Obviously alcohol was involved. So yeah. it'd be things like, okay, well, I know I'm not going to drink tonight because I know I'm potentially going to have to get home on my own or I'm going to have to care for this other person. Yeah. So there was that element of, oh. yeah, yeah. 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 And did you have that as well on a different um, level because you're at a different stage in life? But you I were guess... sort of pre-planning the arguments and how to work through it, being in that fight or flight. Yeah, there was definitely an element of like, okay, if he comes at me about this, if he brings this up, Mm-hmm. Um, I've obviously just brought a gender to this person. Mm-hmm. That's fine. What if this happens? I can say this, or yeah. I can do that, or I can. I'll quickly grab this, this, and this, and shove in my bag, and I can go within yeah. five minutes. Yeah. Like, have I got enough petrol in? So we were doing my the car? exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, which sounds crazy when Doesn't you're on the other does? side of it, and you're thinking that you used to do that. But yeah. that goes back to when these people are good and when your relationship is good Mm -hmm. there's usually probably such a sense of relief in it as well yeah wow and i think this goes into what relationships australia has uh quoted if we find ourselves losing our self-esteem our voice our value we are definitely in toxic territory yeah so as i was saying before we we can lose some self-identity we can lose who we are, especially through them gaslighting scenarios where we're questioning our own sanity yeah. and our own memory. Yeah. We do lose a part of our self-identity yeah. through that as well because we're questioning who we are. Absolutely. I really liked this quote by Mark Manson, who's um, a very popular author. Mm-hmm. So he says, and this is a paraphrase, um, society has baked these toxic behaviours into our culture, romanticising irrational love and encouraging objectifying behaviours. What are your thoughts on that? Because I have to say I kind of agree. Yeah, so there's a lot. that's a lot to unpack. It um, is a lot to unpack. The first thing that comes to mind is what we're seeing on social media like on our devices, in our faces, and what we see in social media kind of promotes the theme of like 
if that person's doing it, if that person's yeah. being out there with what they're doing, I guess that makes it okay in it's some aspects. Interesting that you went to social media because for me, the first thing I went to was movies, particularly uh, Oh, that's still media. Yeah, yes, right. but romantic yeah. movies where there's often... Well, it's oftenly, often a guy and a girl. Oftenly? Did I just make up a word? Oftenly? There's oftenly a guy and a girl as the lead protagonist. And usually... Um, Damsel in distress. Uh, yeah, usually it's a guy. Now, I'm going to talk about, and I cannot remember the name of the movie. It was like a came from fan fiction. And the guy was written to be like Harry Styles. But this guy character is just absolutely the worst mm. and the girl is in a relationship and puts up with these behaviors and it's, yep. it's romanticized yeah right and the other one i'm going to talk about because i felt really conflicted about this one. i know this is a long detour but let's mm-hmm. get it yep. um the movie 365 days is literally a movie about a guy a mafia guy that kidnaps and holds yeah. hostage this girl and says she has a year to fall in love with him Right? Yeah. yeah. And then end up, they end up being in a romantic relationship and loving each other. Okay, that's and called Stockholm Syndrome, I, where yeah. you're falling Look, in love with your See, and this is the thing, and this is why it's so fucked up. I was like, what in the hell is this? And what yeah. are you telling? But the sex scenes in that are so good and so passionate. And I'm like rooting for these people to get together. And I was like, so damn, weird. this is so hot. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a yeah, the actual situation. fame of it yes. is super damaging. Yeah, yes. I get that. So, sure. going back to this quote, long story long, um, I agree that we do romanticize this type of mm. behavior and relationship. Yeah. And it is ingrained in us at a young age. And it's, yeah. You got to work super hard to shed those layers of socialization. You just have to unlearn. Yeah, 100%. need to unlearn a whole bunch of things. And some people just aren't capable of unlearning, you know? <laughs> no. Differentiating what we see on social media or TV films isn't usually the way mm. someone should act or behave in yeah, their life. Absolutely. Let's talk about the types of to- toxic relationships that mm-hmm. I got from the health scope website the first one was the depreciator or the belittler saying with the just kidding behavior so this looks like if an incident happens or if they say something and you call them out on the behavior they're like oh well, I was just joking can't you take a joke so it goes back to that gaslighting layout yeah and there's no oh like i didn't mean it like that like, you're taking it the wrong way you're taking it personally yeah. can you take a joke yeah and it's oh, usually something mean that's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's usually something mean that they are then disguising by saying it's a joke don't you have a sense of humor and there's no ownership on their behalf yeah so very common i would say that's like a friendship thing as well yeah oh for sure and there's always a sense of like you know how the saying goes like there's always a bit of truth to a joke oh absolutely and so when when i hear people say like oh i was just kidding or something like that i'm like but were you yeah like, but were you it's just joking? like when people say i'm not a racist but mm. like, well, or when they say i'm sorry but, but yeah 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 wherever there's a but there's an asshole <laughs> <laughs> 
Can we please make that into some sort of? I can't take credit for that. That was I'm I, quoting Drew Barrymore. Oh okay. Oh my god, Drew. Qua, I love this. On intellectual oh level. my gosh, that is just the best thing I have ever heard. So That's please so look out for the art. <laughs> Uh, okay second tap bad temper so this looks like laying blame and disowning their behavior Ooh, i've got myself down here for an example i had a person in the last few years and it was an incident of covert bullying so it was very sneaky under the radar and these people would do really horrible things say nasty things and then disown the behavior Mm -hmm. yeah and it was really hard to navigate because I was like well if you've got a problem with me let's talk about it and we can either move past it or agree to disagree Mm -hmm. but then there was no um there was no incident well yeah you couldn't (laughs) challenge it from that Uh, perspective because they didn't do it they they disowned yeah so that's really hard yeah when, when I see the phrase like lays blame or mm-hmm. doesn't take responsibility for, for their own actions and blames on something else, mm-hmm. that's huge for me because I'm all about taking responsibility for one's actions and not yeah. putting blame on like, oh, I've had such a busy day at work and I'm just tired or I'm just cranky or I need this, I need that. Okay, that's fine in like isolated incident mm-hmm. um, and could be like, you know, tolerable depending on the situation, but if it's something that happens quite frequently, yeah. it's not it's not okay. No. Like it, just because you've had a bad day, we'll have shit days, and I know yeah. we're not always at our best, but doesn't excuse certain behaviour. Yeah. It just doesn't. No, I agree. And this, um, I'm just going to say it because whatever, it's my podcast. So. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, these people... When I questioned, because I, you know, I want to get to the bottom of things and I want to sort things out, even mm-hmm. if it's just to be platonic in the relationship and make it easier or whatever. Yeah. These people ended up calling me narcissistic. So me being me and owning my behavior, mm-hmm. I really dug into that. And I was like, am I narcissistic? Where have I displayed narcissistic behaviors? I came to the conclusion that I don't think I'm any more narcissistic than anyone else is. Oh, they got to you. They did. But my problem is when there's an altercation, it takes two people to tango, right? Mm -hmm. So I always look at my role and responsibility into it. But I think sometimes that's to my detriment. Yeah. And I think the um, toxic people will take advantage of that and continue to lay the blame. Excellent point. Because it's always like, oh, well, I only did that or said that because you said this first or did mm-hmm. this first. And so it's making you question like, oh, like maybe I shouldn't have done that. Or maybe I could have said it differently and I would have got a different reaction. Yeah. Look, potentially, but they still reacted how yeah. they reacted. Yeah. They need to take ownership of that reaction. Yeah. And I think it's important to take ownership of your role in any altercation because sure. you choose how you feel and what you do in it, which is mm-hmm. a hard pill to swallow. But yeah. yes, I think be mindful that toxic people can take advantage of that. Yeah, for sure. Number three. Guilt inducer. So keeping, keeping score. score. Oh, one so one up. Yes, one up and shit. This is hard because I do this a little bit. Yeah, right. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Are you going to continue? Oh, like, okay, it's over the stupidest stuff. It'll be over. Like, oh, I've done the dishes twice this way. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think that's that that's a little bit different. Okay. I wouldn't um I wouldn't <laughs> count that as toxic relationship okay. or toxic trade or behavior okay. because it's not like you're using it against that person yeah. for any for anything. Maybe guilt inducer is more because of you doing this or saying this, now mm-hmm. I have to do this or I yeah. feel like this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or I've done this, 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 this many times. Yeah. And that means I'm not be able to, I can't do this anymore or I can't, I miss out on this opportunity because you didn't you know, lift your weight or whatever. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, keeping score is not a great thing. No, it's Bringing, not. It's I do not, not I'm sure many people have said this, but there's a famous quote that says, keep the argument about the argument. Don't mm-hmm. bring up shit from the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so... When you were saying that, something just came to my head oh, about <laughs> this situation I was in with this dude who said some pretty nasty things and I said one nasty thing back and, like, that one nasty thing was held on to for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to keeping score, and I was like, oh, but, you know, this person said this one thing about me many, many times, like this many times, and I said one thing once. Yeah. It's like it doesn't just go with keeping score, also goes how impactful that thing is yeah, as well. Right. That one comment could potentially be, that could be held on to. Yeah. And wow. I think if you're finding yourself in a situation where someone is not owning up to the things that they're saying but holding on to an isolated incident mm-hmm. from you, yeah. I think that's something to look out for because I don't okay. think that's okay. No. That's the point I was getting to. Yeah, yeah, but also there's an element of, oh, well, you said one nasty thing that was really nasty and I've only said ten little nasty things. Yes. That equals the same. Yes. <laughs> oh, number four, overreactor and deflator. You are responsible for their happiness. Yeah, this is really hard and I feel like this is part of the thing that happened in the friendship. There was almost that I felt like if I pulled out then they were going to not be okay and I feel like they used that against me as well. Yes, when it comes to having those conversations with your partner and bringing up issues that you're feeling and potentially being scared to do that because Mm -hmm. you're worried that it will impact their happiness or it will um, cause an overreaction from either them or you. Yeah. Um, so that's how I'm interpreting the overreactor and the, de- the deflator. Yeah. That you're too um, anxious or scared to approach a situation because you're scared of, of a reaction Yeah. Um, that might impact their own sense of self-worth or emotions yeah. or something like that. And that Emotion. comes from being an empath as well, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. I'm reliving so much right now. I know this is tough. It's tough because I'm like I'm trying to articulate what you know what's coming to my head at the same time. You, you um, be there's of. there's things that I'm reliving in my head. I'm like yeah. oh, there's this situation, this situation. Yes. Yeah. So continue. Uh, Over dependence. This is. Yeah. This is interesting. Someone, I guess, relying on you to mm. fill up all of their buckets I suppose yeah I don't think I've ever been in a situation 
like this, I have felt relied on in some aspects in relationships, but not in a way that was ever kind of damaging or um, that I would deem like a red flag. Mm -hmm. But for sure there might be situations out there or relationships where one person might be incredibly demanding of the other Mm -hmm. um, and that could look differently from person to person whether it's like, oh, I need you home at this time or yeah. um, I don't want you out doing this, this and this because I yeah. need you. Yeah. It goes back to being like, I need you, I need you, I need you. Yeah, it could be like um, financially they're relying on you, emotionally they're relying on you. I don't think I've personally experienced this because I am very um, – There's a I, I think I'm a, a romantic person and I believe in all that, but I'm also like – you are you and you complete you and I mean I complete me and then when we come together we're an even more awesome unit but mm-hmm. we can both stand alone in our awesomeness too mm-hmm. and then you bring that um, and then we just lean into each other for our strengths and weakness so I don't think I've ever had that over dependence no of no. someone completely because for me I'm just like oh, no yeah 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 but if that was ever a thing I would you know flip that off yeah and I think because I'm, yeah, I don't know, for me it's such a turn off. Yeah, because like, we're so independent in who yes, we are yes. that if we ever had someone trying to fence oh, us off yeah. in any way. Which is interesting because we talk about this a lot because you and I are both very, we like to, yeah, I guess independent is a really good way to describe it. And we like mm-hmm. to have our own um, time and our own things going on. And we've both chosen to marry people that are, so respectful and encouraging of mm-hmm. doing that mm-hmm. without them having their own insecurities and fears linked to it, which I yeah. fucking love. Yeah, I love it that is too. so good. Like the amount of times I'm like, Sean, I need to do this or I want to do this. And he's like, go for it. Yeah. Like no questions asked. He'd be like, go for it. Let's make this happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, couldn't... I couldn't see myself being bent. I feel like I'd run for the hills. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to fence me. And I definitely see that. Like when you're saying with our husbands, I can definitely see that in yours and mine too. It's definitely something to appreciate. Yeah, but we've done a lot of work as well in maybe one person can't be your everything and that's a lot. Oh, I was just about to bring that up. Yes, girl, yes. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I've I've said this to my husband as well and Mm -hmm. I think I've I've taught him early on in the relationship (laughs) that not one person can give you everything that you need. And nor should they have. Yeah, 100%. And I think that comes with lived experience, that comes with learning and growing Mm -hmm. as you get older, that the reasons why we have friends and family is because we can't get everything we need from our partner. We just physically, emotionally cannot. Um, And what that looks like is it might be, okay, so we spoke about in, I can't even remember what episode, um, our husbands don't like to necessarily have deep conversations about yeah. certain topics. Yeah. So you know what? I'm not going to take that personally. I'm going to go find someone that does want to have those deep conversations. Yes, yes. Or for me, um, going out and surfing, Sean has zero interest in going into the middle of the ocean because he is terrified of sharks and open water. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get up. Of course, I would love to do that with him, but no, I'm going to go find someone else that wants to go do it. So we're both, I'm respecting where he's at. He's not trying to limit me because yeah. he doesn't want to do it. Yeah, and I think using this podcast in itself as an example, Mm -hmm. when I first brought this to David and I was like, you know, what's 
what's the limit here of what I can talk about? What, what I can talk about. And he, you know, gave me full reign of everything to the point where not only that, he, you know, he set up our room for us, yes. our little HQ oh with gosh, our bench tops. He and bought treats for us. He today. did. And he bought us cake today as well while we're doing this. So it's like he's not only like giving me permission to do my own thing, which I don't need permission for, but he's supporting it in yeah. a way where it's encouraging. Yeah. You know, yeah. encouraging this time. Yeah. Without so. having to be the person that's doing the podcast with you because that's not his jam. Yes, yeah. for sure. Love. Wow, that was a massive thing, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was that over the pendants? Okay. Yeah. So independent or not dependable. Oh, we kind of just talked a little bit about that stuff, but I think this yeah. is where they're not dependable at all. I think this Flaking is also, us. yeah, when it comes back to commitment as well. Yeah. If someone who is afraid to commit or is kind of like stringing you along. Yeah. Um, I think that is a red flag for me. Or not dependable. So if you're saying to somebody, I need you for this, mm -hmm. I need, I don't know, I have to kind of think of an example. I just need your support on this topic or I would love you to come to meet my family or whatever it is. And they consistently can't do it without having a, I guess, a valid reason. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's that's non-dependable. Yeah. Who wants that? You yeah. want someone like with your friends and your relationships that are going to have your back and yeah. that you can depend on. For sure. Yeah. That was part one of Poison Paradise, Navigating Toxic Relationships. Next time, we'll finish off the types of toxic relationships. We'll talk about how to deal with being in a toxic relationship and how to help others who you identify as being in a toxic relationship. So stay tuned.